Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Hello, Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will preview each NASL club ahead of the 2017 NASL season, which kicks off this Saturday, March 25th. Puerto Rico FC head coach Adrian Whitbread will join the show. Lastly, I will discuss Rocco Camiso's comments from Cosmos Media Day. So let's open the show previewing the NASL clubs ahead of the 2017 NASL season. So let's talk about the Deltas. They will stream all their matches on Twitter in three different languages, Portuguese, Spanish, and English. They are the only North American professional soccer club that will be streaming their matches on Twitter. It's great to see a NASL club that ambitious, and they didn't even step on the field yet. They are the only expansion club this season, so once again, another city to go see, another team to keep our eye on. Their biggest signing, in my opinion, is Tom Heineman. Very experienced striker in the league. Very dangerous striker as well. Scored some incredible goals against the Cosmos. Has hurt the Cosmos in the past. Scored a couple of goals in the final. And as we all know, we know the ending of that match. Tom Heineman is a great striker and one that will be great for the Deltas. Uh, So let's move on to North Carolina FC. They've rebranded from Carolina Redhawks to North Carolina FC. They added a NWSL club. They submitted a bid to MLS, so they had a very busy offseason, but I don't see them qualifying for the championship. The Armada are league-owned. The wives cook meals for the players. They're on a limited budget. They can't travel for preseason, and they don't have a lot of luxuries like other clubs do. And hopefully they can secure an owner for the long term. Hopefully that guy is committed. FC Edmonton, on the other hand, they... Went to England for preseason. They have added some decent players to their squad. And I see them qualifying for the championship. Puerto Rico FC. They prepared their roster in the offseason for two tournaments. Which was the Caribbean Club Championship. Which they got knocked out of. Because they didn't top their group. They were not successful in this tournament. And for the North American Soccer League. Which kicks off this weekend. They added a lot of players this offseason. And the player from Puerto Rico FC that we should watch out for is Walter Ramirez, a very fast winger, a very exciting player as well. Scored some great goals against the Cosmos. I remember that goal when I think it was Jimmy Maurer when he was playing with the Strikers. He went around, I think it was like two defenders, and then Maurer came out of his net, and he just went around him and put it in the back of the net. So Walter Ramirez, very exciting player that we should watch out for, but I don't see Puerto Rico FC qualifying 
for the championship. They could be an outsider. Maybe we have to change our predictions maybe after the spring season, but they could be that wild card. They can be that team that could surprise some fans because I had them down as number four, but I really think in the 11, they might fill one of those spots. So I have number one, New York Cosmos, number two, Miami FC, number three, Indy 11, and number four, FC Edmonton. That's my prediction for the combined table because Miami FC brought in quality players. And every single season, they're going to bring in quality players. They're going to change their squad to make it better over the years. What the coaches have to understand is you have to bring in players that have league-wide experience. And I think the foreign managers are starting to understand that. Like Nesta is like, okay, yeah, we have to bring in Michelle. We have to bring in this guy because he went to the final with this team or did that. And if those players are successful in the league, even though they didn't win anything or they didn't get a medal, they're still quality players. Like Michelle, a great, great free kick taker with Rayo OKC. Quality midfielder that I think the Cosmos, if they had the chance, could have signed. But maybe Miami FC offered them a better wage. So Miami FC and the Cosmos, in my opinion, are the two biggest teams in this league. And I think one day they might be on the same level because I think the Cosmos are much better. But I think what Miami FC are building is a world-class club. Ricardo Silva, it looks like he's giving Nesta a massive budget to build this team. And that's why I'm sort of worried as a Cosmos supporter because on the other hand, the New York Cosmos now are taking a better approach saying we have this budget for players. We have this budget to market the team. We're actually building something special in Coney Island. But with Miami FC, it feels like they're really going out there and they're competing with everyone in North America. I think Indy 11 are going to qualify in the third seed in the combined table. So the final table is Cosmos number one, Miami FC, Indy 11, and FC Edmonton. So FC Edmonton is just going to get in there. And it's going to be a tight, tight table in the top three. It could be Cosmos number one. Maybe it can even be Indy 11 number one. That's the exciting part about the NASL, about the split season. A lot of people hate it, but I think it offers excitement from the first match. So from March 25th to the last match day of the season, there's so much excitement. And if you're still in the hunt for the championship, you still have something to get excited about. But with MLS, on the other hand, you can lose more than half of your matches, but then, oh, oh, now I'm playing better now. And then you make the playoffs. Only this season, half the teams will make the championship. Next season, if we can have enough expansion clubs and if we don't have that uncertainty period, I really think the 2018 season is going to be probably one of the best seasons yet. We might hear some expansion news in April. Hopefully we hear an ownership group that might take over the Armada. I don't want that to drag on to the offseason. This offseason is going to be a very important one. We need to get enough teams to keep our Division two status, and those teams have to be successful. But we will keep you covered on that. So let's move on from previewing the NASL clubs to previewing the first three matches 
of the 2017 NASL spring season. Puerto Rico FC versus our New York Cosmos, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can watch it on TV or you can watch it on the go with Bean Sports Connect. Going into this match, I think Puerto Rico FC has more to prove. They got knocked out of the Caribbean Club Championship. Puerto Rico FC has to rebound from that by beating the Cosmos, and that's a big task. This is probably one of the most exciting matchups on the first match day of the season. My prediction here is probably going to be... It's hard because I'm going more towards 1-1 draw or a 2-1 Cosmos victory. Uh, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Cosmos victory. The next matchup is North Carolina FC versus Miami FC. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary, North Carolina. Every single season... North Carolina FC would always play the first match of the NASL season on a Saturday afternoon. And I always enjoyed that. And it felt like a tradition on Thanksgiving Day. You know you're going to watch football. You know on Christmas you're going to watch a certain sport, maybe the NBA. I never supported the Rowhawks or whoever they were playing, but it was always a great time to kick off. And it just felt like a tradition that was building every single season. I think Miami FC is going to win this match big time. Uh, I'm going to go with um, a 2-1 to one Miami FC victory. And the final match of the night, San Francisco Deltas versus Indy 11. The first match at Kaiser Stadium. This match will end a 1-1 draw. Mark Dos Santos is going to set up his team not to lose. So you have the first match... And this is why I say that there's so many storylines going into the season. And even on the first match day, a very historic night. And this is a night that fans of the Deltas should never forget. You're experiencing that first match. I remember experiencing Cosmos, Fort Lauderdale Strikers at a Hofstra. The first season, the reboot, it was a great match. The Cosmos won in stoppage time. Alessandro Nacelli scored the game-winning goal. The crowd went crazy. It was a sold-out crowd. And that's going to be with me forever. So that's why I think Mark Dos Santos wants to put on this great performance for the Delta supporters. Indy 11 are going to go into enemy territory for the first time. That's why I think this match is going to end a 1-1 draw. So it's going to be a very exciting first match day of the season on Saturday. The next topic I want to cover is the Cosmos first matchup. I know we talked about it in the beginning, but let's go to my interview with Puerto Rico FC head coach Adrian Whitbread. And after that, I will talk about Rocco Camiso's comments from Media Day. Very exciting discussion that we will have after my interview with Adrian Whitbread. I'm really looking forward to it. Rocco brought up a topic that I care about. I care about U.S. soccer. I want to see the country do great on the international level. I want to see U.S. soccer be successful on the club level as well. No owner that I know stood up and voiced his opinion. And this is one question I will leave with you right now before we hear from Adrian Whitbread, is with Rocco Camiso bringing that up at Cosmos Media Day, do you think that was the place to say all of that? Do you think that was the place to open your mouth and talk about 
promotion and relegation and everything like that, do you think it was okay for Rocco Camiso? And I know he's the owner. He can say whatever he wants. But do you think that was the best place to do it as an owner of a professional soccer club? Now let's go to Adrian Whipred, the head coach of Puerto Rico FC, to hear what he has to say on the matchup against the New York Cosmos. I'm joined by Puerto Rico FC head coach Adrian Whitbread. How are you today, Adrian? Yeah, very well, thank you. You know, it's uh, been a busy, busy couple of weeks leading up to pre-season, but uh, we're all excited about the opening season coming up. So let's first talking about uh, your campaign in the Caribbean Club Championship. The team prepared for it in preseason. Uh, it wasn't that successful. You didn't go far in the tournament. Right, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we didn't qualify out of the group. Um, and, the, and the result that cost us was against Portmore, the middle of the, of the three games that we participated in. Um, you know, up until the 89th minute, we're in the game. Uh, a point suits us going into the final game, knowing what we need to do in the final game against probably one of the lesser teams in the tournament. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, lack of concentration, individual mistakes uh, cost us in the evening. So, uh, obviously, very disappointing. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to put that behind us now. We've had a, a strong pre-season, probably not against strong opposition, but obviously that built up to the CCC qualifying. And we had two strong games against uh, Transvaal and Portmore. Um, and so far this week, we've had a very, very good week and a good response after obviously being disappointed last week. So, you know, that competition's done. There's nothing we can do about it. It's in the past. We have to move on. And, um, you know, the players have trained exceptionally well this week so far. You just touched on preseason. Is it because you're sort of isolated on Puerto Rico that you can't play top competition because the other teams are not professional, right? Yeah, I mean, we've played the local teams. We've played in a local tournament, which is semi-pro, you know, really. Um, we would have loved to have got off the island um, to maybe have gone and played some more demanding games. Um, but, you know, we have, we have constraints within a budget and we have to work towards that. Um, and obviously, on top of that, we're going to um, pay a fee, so to speak, to, to gain the entrance into CCC. It was, it was not impossible to get off the island. It's something I would consider in the future that we always learn by. Um, hopefully, we won't be in a situation where we have to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just qualify out like, like we did in the beginning last season at the back end. Um, but, um, you know, you always look back. But, you know, at the moment in time, there's no use in looking back. That's done. It's the past. Um, the players have worked, you know, like any other pro in pre-season, very, very hard. There's a very strong togetherness amongst the group. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're ready to go and looking forward to Saturday evening. What will be a successful season for the club? Well, it's our first full season. Um, and we, know we only played the, the second part of last season, so it's our first full season. So that, that starts with us on the same level as everybody else in, in obtaining points. And we are always playing catch-up last year. Um, our goal for me and, and the players is, is to at least make the playoffs. Um, I, you know, I think anything other than that is is, is not really good enough. Um, you know, we've, we've strengthened the squad from last season. And we feel we've made improvements. Um, we've been able to go out into the market and challenge other teams for signatures of players that we weren't in a position to last season. And um, we've got a very, very strong squad this season. And um, I'm excited to see them play on Saturday. But I mentioned to them yesterday, we had a team meeting yesterday and that, you know, whichever team goes out on Saturday night might, might, won't necessarily be the team throughout the season. You know, there'll be changes, there'll be injuries, there'll be international call-ups, there'll be suspensions. 
So, um, you know, everybody's you know, going to play a part, and I think everybody can, can challenge, can challenge for, for places this season. And the first match, March 25th in Puerto Rico against the New York Cosmos. What are your thoughts going into this matchup? Well, I don't think it could work out any better for us personally, you know, after the, like you say, the disappointment of CCC. Mm-hmm. Um, I told the players, you know, after the after Saturday evening when it was our final game, you know, now it's time to refocus. We had a couple of days off. But I don't think it could work out any better for us playing playing against the reigning champions uh, and the following week against the, the season that won the team that won the spring season and then obviously went on to, to reach the final against New York Cosmos. And um, I think it'll be a very good gauge for us. I know obviously Cosmos have had some returning players plus some new additions and India haven't changed too much. One or two sign, new signings. That's pretty much the same squad returning from last year. Um, but, you know, our sole focus is on Saturday evening. Um, you know, it's our first full season. And, uh, you know, let's gauge ourselves come come the end of the season to see what we've achieved. Do you think it's hard for players to change that mindset? Because for the supporters and everyone within the club, you wanted to do great in that tournament, right? So now you have to say, OK, now we have to do well in the season and we have the Cosmos. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the bottom line is, is you know, you can't dwell on what's, what's gone. You, you can't change it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what we can change is our mentality of, of obviously how we can see that go on on Thursday evening that's really stopped us from progressing to the next stage of the tournament. So, you know, there's a, there's a silver lining there. Obviously, it's a, it's a harsh lesson to learn. But if by the end of the season um, we, we're involved in the same sort of situation or, or late on in games, then obviously it would have been worth it, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tricky to say that, but, um, you know, those are the facts, you know. Every day we come into work, we come in to do our best, we try our best, uh, we learn by our mistakes uh, on and off the field, and, and we try and correct them when we have the opportunity to do that. And, you know, that was what was spoken to the, to the squad in general. Um, we're always very conscious about how, how we can keep on improving, how we can turn around and keep developing. Um, you know, with a big turnover players for us, so, you know, I think we've about 10 or 11 new players in. So half the squad, you know, departed at the end of last season and, and the new additions have come in, but they've gelled well. Some say it may take a little bit of time, but we don't have the time. We want to hit the ground running, and um, I think it's a great game for us on Saturday evening. So, can you go through some of the new signings that you're looking forward to on the field? Yeah, um, I mean, just this week. Haida Puerto has just joined us uh, out of Honduras. Honduras, he's obviously been waiting for his, his visa to be to be obtained, and he obtained that last weekend, so he's actually just joined us this week. Uh, Yuma, um, a Spanish player, has joined us from OKC, a very experienced player. Um, so he'll bring some experience to the team and quality as well. He's very good in possession. Uh, Connor Doyle, out of DC United in Colorado, MLS player. Uh, got fantastic technique um, and, and a great strike that he can use um, where he's been unfortunate actually in the three games that he could have scored goals. Giuseppe Gentili is the one that we've brought in from Ottawa. Um, spoke to different people about him and he brings something different to our team in pace and quality. Uh, Walter Ramirez out of Tampa Bay, uh, another experienced player um, you know, that's been in the league and been in and around different teams. So he'll bring a different dimension. He always comes in. He's always very happy. And he's got a great personality and, and work ethic about himself. And I hope that will rub off on, on the other players. Uh, we recently signed uh, one of our own island boys from the Puerto Rican national team who plays for Mike Ramos. 
Um, he's only been in a week, so you know, it'll take a little bit for him to get used to. Um, Jordy Quintilla, that was previously in MLS um, with Kansas City, um, out, of, out of Barcelona's Youth Academy. He's got very, very good quality. Some of these players are coming a little bit late. Um, Stavall, we took out of the MLS draft. He was in with Seattle. Obviously didn't get picked up. Um, so he, he's in the bus. He's a young, young pro in his first season. Seth Moses came in on 12, paid for his own way to come in. Um, I think in the past he played as a midfielder, but I see him more as a, as a right back or even to play one forward. Um, he's got exceptional speed and, 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 and good quality that he can deliver into the box. Um, Billy Thompson, we took in, you know, because we didn't have a third goalkeeper, so to speak. It's, um, it's a difficult situation, obviously, being under the Puerto Rican Federation. We can't go and get loan players outside the window. Um, so he's not here as a third choice. He's here to compete with um, Austin Pack and Trevor Spangenberg, who obviously um, played fantastic towards the end of the season. So I think that's about it. I don't think there's anyone else. I don't think there's no one else that I've missed out. Um, you know, we've we've got a, a great squad returning from last year um, that, that were involved in the eight-game eight game unbeaten right at the end of the season. Um, we said to the players yesterday, we want to have a benchmark against that squad of players to see where we are. And, you know, I feel that we've improved wholeheartedly across the, the, the playing squad, but... You know, the proof is in the pudding. You know, once you get out on the field, that's where the questions will get answered. And maybe that's the key, is they bring more experienced players from within the league. Yeah, I think it helps. I think it helps the younger players. Um, like you said, you know, playing just a full season last year with realistically players that we were really only able to pick up that didn't hand up obtained football clubs, um, tryouts um, and a pro combine. Um, it was a unique situation, and like I said, you know we've been able to do um, even more homework in the off season uh, with Neil Sillett and Tom Payne, the president, um, to recruit players and, and look at players and see what was needed. And we just felt that we needed a bit more experience, um, coupled still with some youth in this, um, and we've most definitely got that. And um, but you know the benchmark will be playing the reigning champions on Saturday evening. And like I said, I don't think it could be. Uh, we couldn't have picked a better game, especially at home on Saturday night. For the listeners in New York City that support the Cosmos, can you sort of talk to them about uh, Puerto Rico and the island and how they grabbed to Puerto Rico FC? Well, obviously my, my background was here previously um, with, with the Puerto Rico Islanders. Um, and obviously then I went out into, into Bahrain myself to coach and then back into England. Um the one thing about coming down to Puerto Rico is, is that it is a grass field. Um, there predominantly seems to be a lot of fields in the league that are tough, which isn't ideal, um, but it is what it is. Mm. Um, you know, our, our, our pitch is by no means the, the end finished article. We had a lot of work done in the off-season, um, and they're still trying to, to, to get it back up to, to spec as it is now. Um, and obviously we're having six games in, in, in a week last week. You know, it wouldn't have helped his cause, but the good thing is it didn't rain, because obviously right now, it's at this present moment in time, it's absolutely bucketing down, and I'm, I'm not able to spend some time by the pool and, and catch up with a few, few rays. So um, I'm actually in a, in a stadium at this precise moment, um, sifting through kit uh, from last season and trying to get organised. Um, and that's what we do here. You know, We all muck in. We all help. We're not a, a big coaching staff. Um, 
and, and I, I wouldn't want it that way. You know, I don't like having too many too many people around, but the people that can affect me and help me with my job is, is the most important thing to me. And just the last question here, Adrian, does Carmelo Anthony talk to you guys on a daily basis about the team and not put his input on the pitch, but does he communicate with the coaching staff and with the club? Not too often. He lets us get on with it. That's the way that he's been very good as owner. He's more in contact with Tom Payne, the president, um, than ourselves. But if there is a call to be had or he wants to catch up with us and talk about players, then he's always open to that. Obviously, he's a very, very, very busy sportsman himself with the NBA going on at the moment. Um, You know, a game every day, a game every other day, you know, that's a tough schedule. So, when it comes to people talking to me about tough schedules and travelling, then I just remind them, we'll look at my owner, or our owner, as, as I should say, that, that you know what, what he does day in, day out, night in, night out, travelling, playing. Um, there is no excuses regarding that. In that, um, But, no, he's very hands-on. He, he has good dialogue with, with Tom Payne, the president, on a regular basis. And if there's anything to be spoken about, we'll have a conference call or, or Tom will call ourselves and as a coaching staff to say that he's spoken to Carmelo and he's got a question about this, a question about that. So, you know, he's only a phone call away or, or a Skype call away and um, it's always nice to hear from him and, and um, especially when he does manage to get down and watch the team. Uh, the players love seeing him because it's, he's a fantastic owner. Thanks again, Adrian, for coming on the show and best of luck this season. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks to Adrian Whipred for coming on this week's show. I really appreciate it. Puerto Rico FC, they're building something special. They're on an island. They're the only professional soccer team. There's other amateur and semi-pro teams, but they represent the island. And that's something special. In the markets throughout the NASL, they're building something. They're building the sense of community. So Puerto Rico FC, they're bringing everyone together on their island. The Deltas, they're trying to bring everyone from San Francisco. Hey, come see a Deltas match. Come support the team. In the Triangle, in North Carolina, they're doing the same thing. The New York Cosmos, they're spreading the word in one of the biggest cities in the world, New York City. And the Cosmos are going to be successful if they can keep that up. If on the field, they can play well. If they can keep on winning trophies. And two, if... They become a part of the community. So maybe they have local events. And in the biggest city, you need to market. If the Cosmos can keep that up, then we will be successful and we will have a lot more supporters locally than we have right now at this moment. So let's get into Rocco Camiso's comments from Media Day. He says that in 70 days, and this is something that was really interesting. In 70 days, we have more season tickets than we did last year. And he didn't say why. I think marketing did a lot. Buses, trains, commercials on the radio, on TV, and local media outlets are covering the Nero Cosmos. Are they covering it the way I would want them to? No, they're not. But at least they're spreading the word. And that's the beginning, right? So then he went on to say that success to him is getting fans to the stadiums. The most important thing is filling up the stadiums and being this massive club on the business side as well and making a profit, and getting people in a stadium, and making people excited, and creating this buzz. So that's why I think off the field is a lot more important this season than any other season that I've seen from the New York Cosmos. And then let's move on to some more quotes from Rocco. And 80 years later, we haven't had a national team to be ranked top 10. What the hell is that? We don't have a national team that we are proud of. Because I'm not too proud of the national team either. The national team is not something 
that I can sit down and watch and say, wow, I'm proud of these players. It represents sort of what I stand for as an American. I want to see every single U.S. professional soccer player have the opportunity to play for the U.S. men's national team. This is just my rant here, and this is why I am not proud of our national team because it doesn't represent John Frusciante. It doesn't represent me. I would not want to root for Bruce Arena as the manager of our country. I don't want to root for MLS players that should never even be close to the national team. They shouldn't even be getting paid millions of dollars. So that's my thoughts on the national team. But what Rocco is saying is he's not proud of it. There's a lot of people that are out there that want to shut me down. This is a quote from Rocco. He said he will have his say. Minnesota United paid $100 million to join MLS, but we won the championships. In some countries, we should be moving up. I will have my say soon. That's what he kept on saying, that he will have his say soon. Rocco touched on NYCFC. He said, I see more sponsors than fans. New York City needs a soccer venue. I will be together or alone. I will leave that project. So that's the first time that he talked about a stadium for the New York Cosmos. In the introductory press conference, he did not mention a stadium. He did not want to talk about it. But now he realizes that we need our own home if that's with another team or if it's by ourselves. The last thing that I will leave you with is a quote from Rocco Camiso. People in my industry know that my voice is always louder. What he was trying to get across was that he is going to get his message across. And not just to the media. Not just to some people that don't know about the sport or whatever. You're going to hear more from Rocco. He's going to have his say on this. And he kept on saying that throughout the press conference. But I don't really know what he meant by that. I really don't know. When is he going to have his say? Where? When? How? That's going to be the interesting part. Is he going to go to a big media outlet and talk to them about it? Let me just put my opinion out here. Is that I don't know if this was the right place to do it. He's the owner. Rocco can do whatever he wants, really, to be honest with you. He can do whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. And the thing that bothered me the most about his opinion And everyone puts out there that you can say what you want in this country, freedom of speech, you can do this, you can do that, because we have a freedom. A billionaire that owns a professional soccer team puts out his opinion, and he gets hated for it. He gets so much hate because he owns the New York Cosmos. I understand that MLS fans don't want to hear this, but this is how he feels. And there has to be room for this conversation. And I really hate when people say, well, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Why can't we sit down? And this is why I think it was a good idea that he did it. But I'm not sure if that was the place to do it. Because everyone was there to write positive about the New York Cosmos. Someone could go out there and pick these quotes and sort of hate on Rocco Camiso. Hate on the New York Cosmos. But let's put that hate to the side and let's be positive. That's been positive New York Cosmos supporters and say that it was great that Rocco opened his mouth and made his voice louder than the others because I think now he opened the door for there to be this conversation in the future. He didn't say, I'm never going to say this ever again. He said, I will have my say. And once he has his say once again, there's going to be more conversations about this with fan media, with mainstream media. Hopefully they pick it up. Hopefully those Fox Soccers and FS1 Hopefully they pick this up. Hopefully they talk about it. Because if they start talking about it, which they won't, 
because they talk about MLS and they don't care about U.S. soccer. They just care about making that money. But if mainstream media pick this up, then that will be a success. But nevertheless, we will have an in-depth discussion on his topics. And that conversation will be titled this, How Do We Make U.S. Soccer Great Again? So you can send us some emails on your thoughts on what Rocco had to say at Cosmos Media Day. It was sort of insane because I didn't expect him to say that. And when he started to sort of have this rant and have this discussion about Pro-Rel and about other New York soccer teams, but I was happy that someone was that brave to go on that stage and talk to the media about this and be transparent and be open with people. Seamus O'Brien was not that open. You couldn't even approach him as a fan, as a media member. But we have Rocco Camiso, and he is committed to the New York Cosmos. He loves the club. He wants to see us be successful. And we can show the world how great we are on the road on March 25th, this Saturday. And we can show New York soccer that we are the biggest club on April 1st at Coney Island. So let's fill up MCU Park. And let's make a noise in this city. So thank you everyone for tuning into this week's show. I really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Our website, firstteampod.com. You can check out our articles. We have our season previews from all eight clubs. And we will have our New York Cosmos Puerto Rico FC match preview on our website real soon. So go check out those articles. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys, up Bandit Del Cosmos, and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York, street and white. What we believe you see in fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of it is, rap from tear attacks, hash and bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stack the wing, going back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fact, Girl, down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you with bad views. Like shouting cues aloud to you without a dude. Around my crews, I'm tracking that's no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about profession. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.